allow your body to downregulate and and relax. If you're if you're leaving the gym every day like feeling like you could put the world on your shoulders, um, that's not necessarily a good thing. You should feel like relaxed and kind of just like woosad after your after your training session. My favorite time, Q&A time. So I think we got some some pretty interesting questions, some some pretty unique questions that uh, that haven't obviously haven't been answered before. But I think we'll shed some some positive light on, again, like keeping things as simple as possible. Um, so let's go over these real quick. Michael, go ahead and shoot away the first the first question. Yeah. So the first question is, how long should I feel sore after a workout? And when does soreness pass being a sign of a good workout and actually be a sign of an injury? So that, I mean, that's a, actually a really good question. So it's when, when we think about, when you think about soreness, right. And, and all it is is because, you know, your muscle is, is obviously being damaged to, to a certain extent. And hopefully it doesn't last any longer than, you know, two, three days, um, and if it's if it's doing that consistently, again, and I think that we've talked a little bit about this on pre, on a previous episode, but um, you, when you when you're constantly sore, you're breaking down the muscle too much to where it can't repair itself. So if you're sore all week and you and you continue to do that, that's bad. Now if you're if you're just starting off, you know if you're again like maybe you've been training a little bit and then you do a program that has increased volume pretty significantly, or you've changed up the way that you started training. Uh, maybe you haven't been, uh, lifting heavy. Now you're lifting heavy and you're starting to experience a little bit more soreness and maybe it's, it's lasting a little bit longer, um, than it, than it usually does. So, you know, I've had people be sore for, you know, three, four, even even five days just throughout the week, um, but that's because we challenge them in in new movements and uh, the the training system is is completely different than anything else that they've ever done before. Um, but you know the next week, if that continues to happen, it's it's detrimental to your it's detrimental to your to your muscle tissue, right? So when you're again when you're first starting off. Um, you know, it's let that pass. But if it continues into, you know, week two, week three, you need to taper down on your training. And, and, and I wouldn't even wait till week three to do so. Like if you're, if you're continuing to be sore, like, I mean, like when you roll over in bed and it hurts to, or if it hurts to cough or just walking upstairs, if it's, if it's constant and it doesn't seem to get better, um, Man, you need to you need to taper off on your training and and let your coach know. Um, or if you're not working with a coach, then you know take some sets out or uh, go lighter weights um, and really you know make sure that you're recovering um, in you know a in a in an efficient way. And I know that we've talked about recovery techniques um, on the show before. So uh, whether it's um, contrast showers or foam rolling. Um, breathing techniques, whatever it is, um, make sure that those are on point. 
making sure that you're sleeping. That's the best way to recover um, and, and, and reduce inflammation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, like it'll, it'll get to a point to where like, you know, like in the back of your mind, like this isn't good. Um, and there should be a point to where it's, it's uncomfortable, but you never want to be in pain. And there's a fine line between that. Right. So some people will say, oh, well, uh, you know, like my back hurts and I'm like, okay, well, is it uncomfortable or is it painful? Right. And it, and it really just depends on what part of your, what part of your back. And, um, you know, I, th- I know that some people are completely against, um, you know, like lower back, uh, lower back hurting or whatever. And look, your, your, your lower back should never constantly be in pain. But again, you'll find, you'll find out that you'll find out quickly that even if you load somebody up, um, with a light kettlebell or, uh, or a light trap bar deadlift to where, you know, that they could perform more reps and their form looks, their form looks decent or, or good, I, I should say. Um, their lower back may still hurt. Like they're just really not used to the movement. Um, and you know, they, they might be losing it in the, uh, in the anterior core a little bit and, and compromising on mechanics. Um, and again, to say that you're never going to get hurt from a deadlift, um, or, or, or be uncomfortable, uh, I think is a little bit, uh, far-fetched. Now we want to do the best, possible to not hurt the lower back but your lower back has muscles as well um and they're gonna have to work to a certain extent um and so i'm a i'm a big believer that uh you know you got to kind of find out you know where like what capacity that you can you can that you can train in um but being constantly sore or uh being in pain versus being uncomfortable like dude like you never want to be in pain that's that's too much your body obviously is telling you something um and you need to listen so man when and and so to to really get back to it like what is what is healthy i'd say like you know 2 3 days really like max is going to be um, is, is going to be in a pretty safe zone and that's allowing your body to recover. Um, and then after that, you'll start to feel a taper off and then eventually, um, you're not going to be sore, uh, as much from, from your training sessions. Um, and that's just letting your body know that, that you're recovering, um, like you should, um, and you're damage, you're damaging the muscle to an extent that it can repair itself and rebuild and, and really get stronger and, and put on size, things of that nature. All right. So the second question, <clears throat> when I tell people I've been going to the gym more and training harder, the first question that I seem to always get is how much I can bench or how much I can lift. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on why that is such a standard to determine how strong you are versus say something like endurance or stamina? That I mean, that's just a dick measuring contest at the end of the day. Seriously, because like, like, that's just one lift. And I know that we've talked about compound, compound exercises and and bench press being one of those, but that's one pillar. Like you got, you also have deadlift, you have, uh, uh, pull up chin up, you have military press, you have a squat. So it might just be like what that person is fixated on. And like, they think that that kind of determines, Oh, like I'm stronger than you, or I work on that most. And that's where I'm comfortable. Like, let's have, you know, 
uh, a, a bench press competition and see who can bench more. Oh, I got five pounds over you. I'm stronger. But like, if you get them under the deadlift, you might, you know, you might kill them. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really, what it comes down to, I think that with, with those guys, you're never going to hear a woman say that in the, in the, in the weight room. Um, because again, they're a little bit smarter than us. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of bit. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just funny, man. Like I, I, I've definitely heard it before. Like people ask me how much it like gives a shit. Like I did have a, you know, a really strong bench press. I can still bench press a lot of weight. Um, but I never like, I never challenged anybody to be like, Hey, like when you, when you come in the gym, like, could you imagine that? Like if I like every client that comes in and I was just like, how much can you bench bro? (laughs) Like they'd be like, uh, and that's like the only movement they're doing. Yeah. 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 Like who gives a fuck? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a dick measuring competition. That's all it is. I agree. Dickheads. (laughs) What is the hardest movements to coach and, what are the most common that are the hardest for people to do? The deadlift is definitely the hardest one to coach. Um, it's, and it's crazy because it's so, it's such a basic movement and it's like, like, man, like that's what you should be doing every day. Like when you pick up your groceries or when you go to pick up your kid or, uh, you know, you pick up a box, like, I mean, everybody should be hinging, right? Like everybody should be hinging at the hips and it's 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 interesting to see like how many people uh can't do it and not to put myself in the in the in the light of like oh like man like you guys are fucking you know inhuman for you know like not being able to hinge like dude like when i first started training i could not hinge for shit and it and it was cr- because like i played basketball like yeah. you know like i should have been able but that's why my back hurt because my posture was so fucked um and you know, like my shoulders are, were, were rounded forward and I could have been, if I, if I would have been training like I do now and I had, a, I would, and I would have been doing that at a, at a younger age, uh, and, and doing it smart, right? Like not just, not just lifting heavy, but you know, practicing those basic movement patterns, I would have been so much more efficient on the court. It would have been crazy, right? I would have been faster. I would have been stronger. I would have, my legs would have lasted longer. And now I realize why, you know, I performed the way I did. Now I, I compensate really well as all athletes do. Um, but, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's just such a basic movement pattern that a lot of people, um, can't perform. So, you know, a lot of times, and this has happened so many on so many occasions where I've spent 20 to 30 minutes, just practicing the hinge pattern wow. with with new clients and it, it's and it's really it's really with those clients right you can tell it's, it's it's a really hard time for them so even when they practice or or once they start to get that movement down once that one rep like that one perfect rep sets in i'm like yes right and then i build on that and then continue okay like like, let's keep doing that. Like, let's just do this. Like, I've, I've actually had people who came in and then, like, we just worked on the hinge um, or 90% of the session was on the hinge and yeah. they were in for 45 minutes. Wow. So it's a it, it's very it's a difficult one. It can be a difficult one, um, but it's one that I think that I emphasize most because I see most people fuck it up. 
And I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just humans. Like, that's just how we've evolved, right? Just like daily shit that we do. Like everybody's like rounded and hunched forward and looking at their phones all day or slouched on their big ass comfy couch from Pottery Barn. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's just, it's just how we're patterning our bodies and it's going away from those basic movements. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, my, from my experience, it would be, it would be the deadlift. Gotcha. All right. Taking it outside. (laughs) What are your favorite and maybe some of your recommendations for non-gym activities for people to do to keep active? I have, I have a dog. So man, like I'm, I'm walking on a daily basis and, and I love it. Like I, I loved and And, you know, I live you know, we live in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, we live in Seattle, so there's a ton of shit to do or see. Everything is green. You we got like a ton of mountains. Even like if it's snowing outside, put on a put on a jacket, get out and walk. We got hikes. I mean, there's you know, bike trails, there's everything like there there's no reason not to get out and move if you live in Seattle. Um or in the Pacific Pacific Northwest in general. Now I mean, maybe you don't want to go do that. Like if you live in like Nebraska or something, but I mean, again, like, dude, there's so many different things like you swimming. Like I know that people are into that for some reason, <laughs> uh, not, not on your list, not on my list. No, not on my list. Uh, actually it is on my list. It is. I'm, I'm lying. It is on my list because I don't know, like, it's funny as much as like, I hate the idea of like swimming in a pool. <laughs> Like my destination when I when I go on AlaskaAirlines.com and I'm going to buy a, a plane ticket, mm-hmm. it's usually to somewhere with a beach. Okay, isn't that isn't that that's funny, right? Like I wouldn't dude, like, ever guess dude, that. Like I couldn't stand swimming lessons, but at the same time, yeah. like I love going to the beach and I'll like I'll get in the water. Okay, but at the same time, like <laughs> I respect I respect the water so much that I will only go out to a certain point. Right? Oh, okay. So you're not going like no hell oh, okay, no okay. hell no. I I don't I don't ever think that I will be comfortable enough to do that because yeah. and and like man like I you know I see people surfing out there or you know just you know, way out in the water like like what are you doing out there? You could do that same shit right here. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. True. And 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 your feet can touch the ground. So it's uh yeah. But I mean to get back to it um. I mean, yeah, like there's just, you don't necessarily have to go to the gym. Um, walk. Well, you, can, you can even walk on the beach, right? The you can walk the on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. I actually, I've, I've written, I have, I'm working on a project now and this is part of it. Like, you know, beach workouts, um, because, uh, you know, I went to Miami, I've been to San Diego, um, and obviously everywhere I travel there, there's a beach. So I like to get it in and, uh, I've done sprints on the beach and it's like the hardest it's the hardest yeah. workout. Like I would, I would way rather lift super heavy and then, then to go on a beach and then go do sprints. Like at the same time, like you feel good when it's done, but that shit is hard and yeah. you will be sore like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like, again, you, you don't just have to stick to the gym. I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of again, walking. Um, I love hikes. Um, yeah, just things of that nature, man. Like even sports, like if you play basketball, if you do like even golf, like people clown on golf, but like like you walk, you got to carry your clubs or even if you push your clay, you know, you're still walking. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, there's just tons of different things like explore, like, man, like dance class. Uh, I had a, I had a client who just went to soul cycle and now she's like ran and raving about that place. Like she loves it. Um, so just things that spark your interest. Like as long as you're moving, uh, I'm a fan. Nice. All right. You've talked a lot about mobility before working out, but are there specific mobility movements you would recommend to do after a workout? So specific i would say the spine so like working on spinal decompression exercises uh again i touched on some um in the uh, mobility video that i shot for you guys which is again in the show notes so you can check that out uh one of my favorites is the jefferson curl i don't think that i put that one in there um yeah i don't know so i'll i'll make sure i shoot a video on that one um, and, and, and give it to you guys. So, uh, again, anything to really decompress the spine. Um, and you can just really do your entire, like what you did for your warm up, minus like the explosive shit, like all the, all the, uh, all the mobility drills that you do in the warm up, you can do that again and just treat it as a cool down, right? Um, because at the same time, like your, your heart rate's not going to be up as high as it was, um, during your workout. So you can use it for preparation and you can also use it for, uh, cool down as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm a big fan of, uh, decompressing the spine. Um, again, it's, it's going to reinforce, uh, good posture. Um, you know, you're not going to feel so stuck. Uh, big fan of that. And then breathing, like I have a lot of my clients and, and, you know, they can attest to this to where like five minutes of breathing is, is programmed. Like it's, it's written in their program. Um, not that it needs to be, but you know, I do it just to kind of, you know, make a point like, Hey, like this is how important it is. Like I'm putting this into your like program. Deep diaphragm breathing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Just five minutes of just practicing that before they get out. So again, just to, you know, allow, allow your body to downregulate and, and relax. If you're, go, if you're leaving the gym every day, like feeling like you could put the world on your shoulders, um, that's not necessarily a good thing. You should feel like relaxed and kind of just like woosah after your, after your training session. So, I mean, and, and we do that even for like our large, uh, group training classes and stuff like that. Like having people breathe after the training session, before the training session. Um, because again, a lot of people are coming in just wired up so tense throughout the day. Um, it's not good to be like that 24 seven, um, 365. Like you got to allow your body to relax and repair again. Like, again, like I'm a big fan of recovery. So the more that, you know, again, like I want to push you I want to push your limits and I want your body to challenge itself. But at the same time, it needs to be able to, to relax down, regulate and repair itself. So uh, again, like big fan of, of breathing, but again, like you can literally just do what you did in the warm up, and then, um, treat that as a cool down. Nice. That's it. That's it. Boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow-along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that.